Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adeomi again. We were going through the book of Ephesians, deep teachings of Apostle Paul about law and grace, and why it is only by the grace of God that we are saved, and that the law of the work, the law, the works of the law cannot save any man, because no no one is no one is righteous. What Bible says. That's why the law was abolished so that God can give us free gifts and change our heart from inside when we are born again. Now we are going to we are now in chapter five, where Apostle Paul started giving exhortation to we believers. In chapter five, Apostle Paul started giving us exhortation on how, how to live our life and please the Lord. We that are believers now, and how to guard ourselves because there is an enemy out there that wanted to challenge all our faith, and that's the enemy is the devil. And we have to put on the armor of God and stand firm. And not be and not allow the devil to pull us back into offenses and unbelief. Verse one of chapter five of Galatians chapter five is what we are reading now. And it's going to Apostle Paul is going to describe the fruits of righteousness and the fruit of the flesh. The works of the flesh is going to compare the two so that we know what we are doing. Here is chapter five, verse one. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. Remember, Christ has made us free from all these bondages of thou must do this, thou must not do this. Because he's inside us now making us to do the right thing, making us to think right, making us to walk right, making us to live right. Christ is the one that's living inside us. You have to listen to his word and yield to the word of God that you are reading. That's why you need to read the word of God daily. When you say, well, I go to church once a week, it may not be enough. If you can read, read the Bible yourself daily. The New Testament, all these letters we are reading to you, the letters of Apostle Paul, that is the foundation that is given to us how to live our life. So read it daily, at least one chapter a day, meditate on it, and put them in practice. You see that it is easy for you to do once you have Christ living inside you. Christ living inside you is because you have accepted you as your Lord and Savior and confess him as your Lord. And we are, I'm going to pray with you right now if you have not done that and ask Jesus Christ to come to your heart. So say it after me. Say, Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you, I accept you as my Lord. I believe you died for me on the cross. I believe you rose again from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I repent from my sins. I accept you as Lord and Savior, as the sacrifice for mankind. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus Christ. Give me a new heart, a new creature. Make me a new creature in Christ Jesus. Let me be born again today. I surrender my life to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Forgive you all my sins. And from today, let me sin no more. And fill me with your Holy Spirit. And I will be baptized in water. Thank you, Lord. Amen. In Jesus' name I pray for you, Lord. Touch them. But pray this prayer sincerely from their heart and give them the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And from today, let them sin no more. Amen. Okay, let's go on to chapter 5 that we are reading. That is the liberty. Now you have freedom to do what God wants because He's given you the power to become sons of God. The Bible says, As many as received Christ, to them gave you power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on His name. So that power is in you right now. You can do the Bible. You'll be able to fulfill the Bible. You'll be able to do what the Bible says which you do. The lifestyle of Christ. That we are reading right now in chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. Apostle Paul went forward and said, Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you that if ye be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. So he's telling them, the, apostles, the believers in those days, that don't go back to what the Jews are trying to compel you to come and do. So you must be circumcised that they are forcing you to do. Don't go back to that. Say if you if you go back to that, you are, Christ will profit you nothing because you are going back to say where Christ is not enough. You have to go do your own, your own salvation again. No, 
Say, for I testify again to every man that is circumcised that he is a debtor to do the old law. Christ is become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, you are falling from grace. So he's giving them warning here. We that have come to Christ and be saved from our sins, and we have Christ living inside us, don't listen to those talkers that want to pull you back into bondage and say, you have to do this to be accepted by God. You have to do that to be accepted by God. When Christ is in you, it will lead you to what you need to do that is accepted by God. Christ in you is the hope of your glory. Verse 5. For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision they have availed anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which walketh by love. Faith walketh by love. You did wrong way. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? This persuasion cometh not of him that called you. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. I have confidence in you through the Lord that ye will be none otherwise minded, but he that troubleth you shall bear his judgment, whosoever he be. And I, brethren, if I yet preach circumcision, why do I yet suffer persecution? Then is the offense of the cross ceased. Now, Apostle Paul is saying, if, uh, if, 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 why is he suffering persecution from the Jews? If he is preaching what if he if he if if he is preaching what they are preaching or what they want him to preach, there will be no persecuting him because he's preaching what they don't want to hear. That's why they are persecuting him. Because he's telling them that circumcision is no more necessary, at least for the believers in Christ Jesus. Christ has fulfilled the meaning of the circumcision. That's why he was strongly opposing these Jews that are pushing circumcision upon the Gentiles. So I will they were even cut off, which trouble you for brethren. Ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Verse 14. For all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Now this is where he's beginning to summarize the, the law. And the law, the new law God has given to us, Christ said, a new commandment I give unto you. That's the commandment of the Lord Jesus Christ. That ye love one another. That's the love, that's the law that we should obey. The loving one another. You see, actually, the old law of Moses is summarized in one word. Love your neighbor as yourself. That shall not kill, that shall not commit adultery, that shall not bear false witness, that shall not steal from your neighbor. All of those things summarize as love your neighbor as yourself. That's what he's saying. And that's what Christ said, a new commandment he gave unto us, that we should love one another. Not just loving Christians only, Love every human beings. Don't go and steal from them. Just say not just say because they are not Christian, you can do that. No. Love human love everybody about you, just your neighbor. And that's what Christ said. And that's how Apostle Paul is summarizing the law of Moses as that. See, all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. Verse 16. This I say then, walk in the spirit. And ye shall not fulfill the loss of the flesh. Now, if we walk in the spirit, say that the loss of the flesh that wants people to do all those offenses, you will not be fulfilling them. Now, how do we walk in the spirit? He's going to explain it. Now, it's for verse 17 says, For the flesh, when you say flesh, now that's all the behaviors of man that is making them do all those offenses, it's in the human body. Lost against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other. So that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. 
And if everything you are doing is led by the Spirit of God, then you are not under the law of do this and don't do this. And it's going to describe what are the works of the flesh here. He call them works of the flesh, which we call sin. Verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. Now I'm trying to, I'm going to slow down and read this one slowly so that you, many people can see their offenses. Because when you see this thing and you see that you have any of these offenses, you cry unto the Lord to wash it away from you. And then you begin to take steps. Because if you hate all of those offenses, take the steps to, to remove it from yourself. But it is Christ that will take it away from you. But you must be willing. Because you say, well, nobody can keep the law. But you must be willing to get rid of it. If you desire to get rid of all those bad behaviors, then call on the Messiah. That's why I call him the Savior. And say, Lord, save me from this. Many people, let me give an example. Many people will tell you that, oh, they started smoking cigarettes. Oh, they can stop it by themselves. When you try to stop it by yourself and you couldn't, that's when you know that you couldn't stop it by yourself. Even cigarette smoking that look like it's just food or wrong food. But when you want to stop it, you and you couldn't stop it by yourself because it's become you are now addicted to it. And anything that you can addicted to like that means that Satan has put a bondage upon upon you. A shame that you cannot lose from. A spiritual shame. That's why the smoker of cigarette couldn't stop by themselves anymore. Or the alcoholist cannot stop by themselves anymore. And things like that. But you see, Christ can set you free because those are spiritual bondages. Then when you realize you cannot stop it yourself, you cry unto the Messiah, Lord Jesus Christ, wash me with your blood. I surrender, help me. And he will make it click something in you and you will be delivered from it and you will no more do it anymore. That is what salvation is. It's changing us from every evil vices like that when you call upon him. And that's what Apostle Paul is listening, why he's listening these things, to make you see that sometimes people don't know that what they are holding is still an offense. That's why we are listening to all these works of the flesh. So that when you look at them and you examine yourself like a mirror, you look at you look at mirror, you look at your face, what do you see? If you see a, a spot that is not expected to be there, what do you try to do when you look at the mirror? Your hand go there right away to take that spot out of your face. That is what the Bible is to do to you, is to be like a mirror for you. When you see something, you see yourself in the mirror of the Word of God and you have to correct it. If you say you couldn't correct it, then cry out to the Messiah. That's why it's the Lord our Savior. And say, wash me with your blood, Lord Jesus Christ, and he will wash you. And you will be free from that offense. And so that's why he's listing the works of the flesh like this. Verse 19 says, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery. That is the one that people that are married and still sleeping with other people that are not their spouse. That is adultery. You are not only offending God, you are offending the spouse of the fellow you are committing adultery with. And you know, jealousy is a rage of a man, is what the book of Solomon said. If the other spouse know about it, he will want to kill you. So you can see why God is fine against all those things, that because he wants you to love one another. If we love one another, there will be no cause for me to do something that will make this man want to kill me because of my behavior. So adultery is one of those evil things that God is saying, if you have it in yourself, ask God to wash you clear and stop, and you stop it, and get ask ask the Messiah to turn your heart away from it. Then he mentioned fornication. That's for those who are not even married and they are sleeping with one another in ungodly sexual relationship. That is sin also. You say why is that sin? Because it's against God. You are against your body. Your body is supposed to be the temple of the living God. See, and not only that. 
you are you are defiling the other the, the, the other person who's going to marry this other person now a defiled woman or a defiled man fornication and God frowns at it it's an evil offense he says you have you are sinning against your body which is supposed to be the temple of the living God you repent from it and ask God to wash you clean and you will be as a new creature in Christ Jesus from the day you ask him to save you and repent from it uncleanness that could be any other thing that is unclean even all the smoking of cigarettes could be unclean because you are dying, you are trying to injure your body. Your body is just a temple of living God. If smoking cigarette can cause cancer, then you are damaging your body also. That can classify into that. I mean, that you can put on that uncleanness. Lasciviousness, that's like greediness. Idolatry, that is worshipping any other thing that is not Christ. Or worshipping yourself. You don't have time for anybody else, any other God but yourself. You think you are the you're, you're, you, are, you are the greatest. That is worship itself. Some people have a, they have a car that's really like an adult today, an idolatry today, because they are browsing that car every time. They have no time for anything else. See, that could become idolatry. Money can become your idol. Your job can become your idol. Anything you put above, ahead of God is idol. Witchcraft, those are people that now wind into occultism. No matter what kind of occultism. Whether the one that they call witches, or the one that they just uh, in the in, in the world where they have a Oguni cult and all those type of cults, all of those where they are practicing all those voodoo, that's witchcraft or trusting in voodoo is also classified under this. Yeah, it's idolatry. Hatred. Now the Bible said that if you hate somebody, you are already committing murder. See, those are things that are coming from the inside to hate any person. Variance. That's all those striving. Emulations. Envy one another. Wrath. Those are things that people are keeping inside that make them to be angry with one another. Strife, fighting and quarreling, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings. See, everything that is ungodly evil that are listed here, they are all the works of the flesh, is what Apostle Paul is saying. They are coming from your woman, from your woman nature that wanted to do all those bad things that will make you offend God. But Christ can set you free. That's why he's listed them here. If you see the offense that you that you have, ask Jesus Christ to cleanse you. He mentioned here he talk of reveling. What is reveling? All those people that all they are interested in party, drinking, banqueting, dancing, disco, all those things that that's the, all they are interested in. They have no time for for God and the Bible. All of those are the ways of the world that will lead them to it's called the broad way that lead them to hell and lake of fire. But if you come to Christ, you begin to love something else. You love fellowship of Christians. You love going to the church fellowship. You love singing praise to God. See? A new heart. A changed life. is what Christ is giving to us. So Apostle Paul said, And such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things, all these things we listed above, envy, murder, drunkenness, reveling, witchcraft, hatred, wrath, strife, emulations, seditions, heresies, all those things, adultery, fornication, everything that they have been listed, and many other ones like that. Anyone that do things, they are not going to inherit God. So they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So you want to repent from all this and ask Jesus Christ to wash you clean. And he's able to wash you clean. That's why he shed his blood for you. To give you a new heart and a new spirit. Now he's going to tell us this, this, the fruit of the spirit 
the fruit of the spirit, which is this, our whole spirit. When the Holy Ghost is in you, we begin to produce this kind of fruit, verse 22. The fruit of the spirit is love, that is the loving one another, Christ said, you must love your neighbor as yourself. Joy will be in your heart, the joy of the Lord can just bubble in you, because God will give you, give you the spirit of joy. And peace will be in your heart, that is, no matter what's going on around you, market is not going away, somebody is sick, you will just be have, have peace in your life, because peace will call, calm you down, so you can pray right, you can talk to the Lord right, and then He will give you answer. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, that's the patience. Long-suffering that will make you not to, not to get into a fight. Long-suffering, gentleness, those are the fruit of the Spirit. Goodness, you, just, you have to be kind to other people, goodness. Faithfulness, meekness, faithfulness means you, you will be trustworthy. And that's another fruit of the Spirit, not the people that will say something and then you can't depend on, your, on their word. Faithfulness is another fruit of the Spirit. You are a man of your word. Meekness, that's humility. That's one of the things that the Holy Ghost wants you to begin to show forth. When Christ is in you, this will begin to manifest in your life. F f meekness, and which is humility. Temperance is self-control. Because people sometimes don't have self-control in what they eat, even eat. Temperance is controlling your uh, anger, your, your, your spirit. But say that you cannot rule your spirit, it's not, you will not be able to win the city. But when you can rule your spirit, as you don't get offended easily. You are gentle, you are, you are, you are able to control your emotions. Don't boil, boil into a rage or anger. That's because the Holy Ghost is you. That is what the fruit of the Spirit is. And it says, against such there is no law. When you have all this fruit manifesting in you, there is no law. You don't need any law of Moses. Because these are the things that make you to love your neighbor as yourself. And it says, verse 24, They that are Christ, we that are Christ, have crucified the flesh with their affections and loss. When we are in Christ Jesus, we have crucified the flesh. And all this loss of the flesh are crucified. And if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. So the desire of vain glory is what makes people to, to bang into one another in conflict. This one wants to be recognized. They want to be to be known. This one to climb the the, business, the success, success ladder, and it's going to have to stamp on other people to get there. That is what is causing all this come this conflict, fights, anger, rage. If you step back and just look, you will see that if you have Christ in you, you don't need to be partakers of all those rolling the rat race people call it, because Christ will give you satisfaction, and you have contentment. Godliness with contentment is great gain. And that's some of the letters are possible. You see those uh, uh, exhortations. So let's go on. I'm going to go now into chapter six. Apostle continuing his ex exhortation to we believers. Say, if brethren, if a man be of overtaken in a fault, now that's between believers. Ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in one in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself, lest thou also be tempted. Say meekness, humility. If you see any Christian brother in your fellowship, your Christian fellowship, and he has offended, you think what he has done is not by blicker, you say you try to restore him by going to him, and, but you have to be in spirit of meekness, not like you are judging him. Because if you judge somebody, the man get defensive. But in meekness, humility, try to correct him, try to bring him back to 
to, to others. He said, you have to also consider yourself, lest you also be tempted. Because if the devil is on the other side, he might try to convince you or confuse you that what the man did is right, you are the one that's wrong. So that's why you have to consider yourself, make sure you are grounded in the word of God before you try to sh help somebody else to change him to, to behave. That's why Apostle said, consider your own self, lest you also be tempted. Now in verse 6, say, bear you one another's body so you fulfill the Lord of Christ. Then one another's body means if you see the brother having issue, try to help him out. You bear his body. So you help your neighbor. Like the parable that Jesus Christ gave, he said, this man that fell into, into the midst of this, a priest came by and won't help him. A rabbi, a Levite came by and won't help him. Those are religious people. But a Samaritan, that people won't, the Jews don't like the Samaritan. He came by and he helped this poor man that has fallen among thieves. He said, that is how you should do to your neighbor. Help your neighbor, whoever is your, whoever is needing help is your neighbor. So that's why he said, you are fulfilling the law of Christ when you bear one another's bodies. But still say, if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Let every man prove his own work and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own body. Now that second bearing your own body means you are, going to be you are going to be responsible for your own self. You are going to be responsible even before God. We are going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Every individual. And tell how you live your life before Christ. And get your reward. Verse 6. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. That's talking about giving donation and offering to those that are teaching the word of God. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So you can see he's talking about sowing into the household of God. If God has blessed you, you want to give offering and tithe donation to those who are preaching the gospel. To help the gospel out. That's why he started talking about whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. But it said, for he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. The sowing also includes what you, like what way you live your life. If you are living your life in ungodliness as you sowing to corruption, you are going to reap corruption. If you are living your life in righteousness, you are sowing to the spirit. And you reap life everlasting. That's righteousness and gentleness and meekness I'm talking about. You are sowing to to the spirit, the fruit of the spirit. That means you are you are, all your effort is to try to live in love and have joy and peace and long suffering and gentleness and goodness and faith and meekness. When you have all your effort towards towards that to make sure that you are walking in those type of gentleness, meekness, then you are sowing to the spirit. That's what it means. But if you are walking in all those strife, LSE reveling, then you are sowing to your flesh and corruption is what you are going to sow. They're going to read verse 10, verse 9. And let us not be weary in well doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Keep doing good and you will reap. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. So God expects us to be doing good to all men, especially to those who are believers. And I prefer to go to wrap up this letter right now and say, See how large a letter I have written unto you with my own hand. As many as desire to make a fair show in the flesh, they, they constrain you to be circumcised. Only less they should suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. For neither they themselves who are circumcised keep the law, but they desire to have you circumcised, that they may glory in your flesh. I mean, they'll say, well, we converted some people to, to, like, to be like us. 
But God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision or village anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. We became a new creature in Christ Jesus when we are born again. The Bible says in, uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. We are like a new breed that God is creating. We were created through our father and mother, and we inherited all this sinful nature. But God is recreating our spirit, so we are a new breed. Living in this same old flesh, but we are a new spirit inside us that have a new nature, and the nature of Christ. That's why he calls us, we are a new creature in Christ Jesus. So that's why he says in verse 15, For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. We are now a new creature in Christ Jesus. As many as walk according to this rule, peace be on them and mercy and upon the Israel of God. For henceforth, let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Well, that is the end of the book of Galatians, chapter 6. And in that last chapter, Apostle Paul was giving us exhortation how to live our life. And he went from chapter 5, taking of the, the, the works of the flesh and the works the fruit of, of, the, of, the, of the Spirit. And uh, let me read a summary that also summarizes that for us in Epistle of Apostle John, 1 John chapter chapter 2. We are Apostle Paul saying to us here that love not the world, chapter 2, verse 15. Apostle, in first John of first epistle of John chapter 2, verse 15, Apostle John is summarizing the same works of the flesh and in this way, he said, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, when you say the world means all the things they have, all the favorites that goes on in the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but it's of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abide there forever. So everything that Apostle Paul wrote in Galatians chapter 5, verse 20, verse 19 to 21, all this adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, everything can be summarized as lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life. What is pride of life? Arrogance is part of life. I want to be like this, I want to be the greatest person that's pride of life. And it's the pride of life that the devil used to trick Eve in the Garden of Eden. You will be as God. And she wants to be as God too. That's pride of life. And that's the pride that made Satan was cast out of him. Satan wanted to exalt himself above the throne of God and he was cast out. So that's pride of life. But the loss of the eyes, the loss of the flesh, they are all the things that make people to do fornication, adultery. So man of God, son of man, I'm asking you, don't partake in all of those things. Let the Spirit of God lead your life and you will be, in, you will be living for Christ when you let the love, joy, peace, gentleness, meekness reign in your life. Godliness, faith, let those things reign in your life. That's the fruit of the Spirit. And the Lord Himself is, the, is that Spirit. And when He's in you, He'll let that fruit manifest in you. But call upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart and give you that new nature. Father, I pray for all that are listening. Touch them, Lord. 
Let them have that new nature in Christ Jesus and live for you. And be a new creature in Christ Jesus from now on. Sin no more. God bless you. And I'm going to pray for any of you that are having some troubles you are going through. Jesus Christ said, if we ask anything in His name, He will do it. So I'm going to pray for you. If you have sickness in your body right now, lay your hand upon the part of your body that is hurting or that is having any sickness. And as I command right now in the name of Jesus Christ, your body will be well. Father, I pray for all the people that are listening to me right now in the radio land. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I command the spirits of sickness and disease to come out of them and enter them no more in the name of Jesus Christ. I say so, all you spirits of sickness and disease that are causing pains or affliction or sickness of what kind, come out of this world and listen to me. And enter them no more in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is it, friends. You are healed. Believe it. Say it with your mouth. Say, I am healed. Say, I receive my healing right now. Say it again. I receive my healing right now in Jesus' name. And begin to thank the Lord. Just lift up your hand and thank the Lord right now. Say, Father, I thank you for healing me. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for healing me. Say, thank you, Jesus Christ, for healing me. Say it again. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for healing me. By His right, we were healed. By the stress of Lord Jesus Christ on the cross, you were healed. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you have any question, please call 080-334-36944. That is 080-334-36944. You can also call our number 80 338 That is 080-338-69812. Any of those phone calls, somebody will answer your call and they will pray along with you. Again, the two numbers are 080-338-69812. 080-338-69812. Or you may call 080-334-36944. That is 080 334 Somebody will be answering your call. God bless you.